Hello and welcome to Bibbs Music Room. I'm your host, Bibbs, and here we're going to talk about music, inspiration, life, and everything in between. Now, here we go in three, two, one. I need to. So, all right. Hello, everybody. We're here with Sean. How you doing? Doing good, man. So, you are your local musician in the Lehigh Valley. So, how long have you been in the Lehigh Valley for? Oh God, um, long time. Uh, I well, I, since since high school, easily. I mean, like I've lived here my whole life, but like as a musician, like like c- categorizing myself like that, like you know, high school I started like gigging and whatnot. So, like I would say that like, that's probably how far back I want to go with it. <laughs> when you were uh, doing a lot of gigging, was it like? Did you kind of make, like, one band, or were you just kind of, like, jamming with friends all over the place? I mean, like, at first, like, when you're, anybody's first learning, I mean, like, I'm sure you went through this as well, like, it, it's, like, garage bands. It's like, hey, let's let's just make some sounds and, like, see yeah. how, like, gnarly we can make this thing sound or something. It was just, like, I don't know, it, you didn't even really know songs. Like, you knew, like, a couple of songs, maybe, but, like, nobody knew all the same songs, so everybody came with, yeah. like, two songs that they knew, and no, but there was no overlap, and no one could teach anybody else how to play the songs either yeah, so it's kind of like everybody's still learning we're just still you just can't. like jamming and like all right let's just play like something in like e and then like yeah. just kind of like just jamming in like e minor essentially you know like yeah. and that's just kind of like what it turned into like oh that sounded good and then like the, then you're just like excited thinking like wow we have a band and like no you, you played one chord for a half hour yeah. you know like, and like that was kind of like the, the whole vibe of like the, the garage band like era before like you know getting into like I don't know, people, even, like, the idea of trying to form bands, like, never even made it out of, like, the garage or the basement, and then, like, eventually you do hook up with people that want to get out there and, like, you know, gig and, like, play shows, because maybe they know somebody who's already gigging, and it's, like, a foot-in-the-door type Mm -hmm. deal, so, yeah, it was along those lines. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, when I was starting out, it was a lot like, the kind of, like, everybody knows, like, a few different songs, we all try to, like, figure out, like, what do we all know? And um, this song that we all knew happened to be uh, Symphony of Destruction, the song by Megadeth. Yep. And it was so funny because we would always come over, warm up with that song, and then we're like, all right, what other songs do we know? And we're like, all right, you don't know any of the same songs, just play Symphony of Destruction again. So we just played it over <laughs> and over again. And my mom always called it, she said that it was our theme song because it's a song we always played like whenever all my friends came over. Right. It was very funny. And then, yeah, from there I joined uh, Relapsed, so it was like, we went from playing exclusively Symphony of Destruction to like technical death metal. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's me. quite the progression. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, for, it wasn't instantly. It was like over the course of years. But like, yeah, that, no, that's I, like, I, I get that because like we, I was doing the like like I don't know classic rock and like bluesish like, like vibed stuff until. Uh, I linked up with a few guys that were all into like just like metalcore and whatnot, and that was like all I played then, like like my junior and senior year in like high school and stuff like that, because that's like that was that was like the guys they were like they were I was learning a lot of stuff from them, like you know. So what like, kind of bands were you playing out of that like genre? What what bands was I playing in, or like well, like what bands, like what music were you playing? Oh, um, like other bands' songs, like oh, like what other like songs? Not were you playing? not many to be to be honest. Was it like, originals? It was mostly all just original oh. stuff. It was mostly all just kind of like riffing and whatnot. So it's like you, you learned, you listened to music and then you wrote your own stuff. Like there was very little 
uh, playing other people's music, as, at least at that point in my life. You know, it was just more or less like, like all right, these are ins, ins, uh, inspiration or influences, and then we want to go and take that and, you know, create our own stuff. You know, so it's just kind of like taking from other people's, like, you know, like mm. art and whatnot that way. But well, What are your, uh, like, inspirations for, like, that genre? Because I've always thought of you as, like, a jazzy, funky type of dude. Yeah, I know. That's kind of like what it turned into, like, as years progressed. Because, like, there was definitely a progression of, like, influences that, like, happened. But uh, back then, I mean, like, I, I listened to, like, a Kill Switch. I listened to... Uh, what, what were some of the? I, I mean, like some of like the, the the hardcore bands were like like Bane. I loved Bane. Uh, like I'm trying like Stretch Armstrong. There was uh, like a Comeback Kid. Like that was like the, some of the hardcore bands I was mm-hmm. listening to at the time. Metalcore, maybe like uh, Avenged Sevenfold a little bit. Uh, Misery Signals. Uh, I, I definitely love Misery Signals. Uh, uh, it dies today. It was a big metalcore kind of band at the time that I, I was like totally into at that point. That was like Buffalo, like like metal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. So I don't know. It, it it varied. It went all over the place and whatnot. But that was kind of like uh, where I, I I saw like my my musical influences. Mm-hmm. And then from there, where did it where did it go? Like after that, after like, the uh, kind of like metalcore stuff. I mean, like so I, I played a. a for a, a few years, I played in like metal bands and like would go and like, you know, play local shows, like kind of like almost like um, showcase type setups. Where it was like like three, four bands, like in an evening type deal. Mm-hmm. So I was in a bunch of bands that did that for a while. And like we did some touring as, doing that, that genre. Uh, and then like from there it was kind of like, you know, I really got in heavy with like, like dream theater and like progressive rock type music and, you know, getting into that, like, you know, even like a, a symphony X as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so like getting into like those types of bands that kind of like opened me up to like more like, you know, time signatures, different, like, uh, different feels and whatnot. And then like, as I just would listen to this music, like, Oh, like five just felt kind of natural, you know, like seven felt pretty normal to me and whatnot. And then like, you know, of course, then that opens up a whole can of worms with going down into this prog rock realm, because then you go back into like the sixties and the seventies, of all the other prog rock bands that came before like dream theater. And you're like, Oh wow. There's like a ton of these bands. It's not just like they didn't invent this thing. You know, like there's a, a ton of people that did it before them. And, uh, just, learning from them it's like then it opened my eyes to things like uh like jazz and whatnot and like the the improvisational side of music as well so then uh it just kind of like it, that's kind of like where my my musical influences kind of like you know just varied and like like just like, i took a little bit of everything as i went along the way because i mean i still find myself really loving like you know i mean i was playing guitar before then but like now i'm like more like I'm a professional bass player and whatnot. Um, I find myself really loving like that, like metal bass tone, like from like an mm-hmm. Ampeg, like an SVT classic. Like that's like, that's the tone that I always want, you know, like, and that's the tone that I try to always strive for, which I'm able to kind of get out of just about any kind of gear that I have on stage, just because of the, you know, the pieces I use and like how I will like EQ the whole thing out. And so like I kind of know what that sound is. So I'll, like that's that's the amp that I, I want to go with. That's the tone that I want for the most part. But if I'm doing a different type of genre, if I'm not doing like uh, hard rock or classic rock or pop rock type stuff, and I'm doing maybe something a little bit more country, I want a, a little bit of a different vibe. Or if I'm doing like I've been doing a lot of Elvis tributes lately, and like when I do those, I want a different 
different vibe to the bass tone. I want to kind of make it more authentic to what that mm-hmm. tone is. A little bit more muted, a little bit more like Motown kind of a bass tone that kind of goes with that. So like, I don't know, just having an ear for that, being able to morph into like the, the, the different sounds like that, that comes from just playing it and hearing it and listening to it. So I don't know, just the, the more experience you have doing it, like, you know, you can take that and apply it to whatever it is your, your, your next project is. Mm-hmm. So with um, when it comes to like bass tones and stuff like that, so you play with like a lot of other people and you try to like kind of like fit their sound a lot. Mm-hmm. If you could like pick your own bass tone that you just want to jam with, would you still go with like the metal kind of sound, or do you have like a different sound now? Um, I think like the the best way to kind of describe like my peak bass tone choice would be like Justin Chancellor. Like so, like of, of, of Tool, mm-hmm. like like that bass tone to me is perfect. Like it can go with just about any type of music, really. Even though it is like an aggressive tone, it's how you uh, play it, though. Like so, like like for him, he's using a pick a lot of times, so it has this really like gnarly attack to the like mm-hmm. when you're playing the strings and like the gain and everything like that. But if you take that same exact tone settings, you don't change a thing, and you play with your fingers, and depending on how. Uh, much attack you use like with your fingers on the strings you're going to get a softer more mellow tone as well so you don't have to change the amp settings mm-hmm. or anything like that it's all about just like how you uh you know play the strings then at that point that you're going to change the way it's going to sound like in the recording or coming out live so that yeah, that to me like i can i can totally like adjust on the fly how that goes and also playing with the tone knob as well like if, mm-hmm. if you're using like a passive p bass which is like the like you know the key instrument for just about every genre that's out there you know like that's that's the one that fits into almost every single genre that's out there and um you know that's that's the one i would use just kind of like rolling the tone knob around kind of changes the way it'll it'll hit the attack yeah and i know with um with justin chancellor like he definitely uses like all the different like dynamic ability of like that tone because there's mm-hmm. so many like tool songs like he's really digging in getting really aggressive with mm-hmm. it and there's other songs where it's like very like light and like faint like he's playing with his fingers like mm-hmm. making it like very like light and let like, the dynamics come down a lot and stuff like that so yeah I, I could see that being like a one of like the top like uh bass tones that you would want to go oh for. for sure i mean like there's tons of great bass tones out there but that's the one that when I hear it, like that's the one that I love. Like that's the one that I keep on wanting to go back to. Yeah, and also that like just like the uh, the sound when you're playing like chords and stuff on it, mm-hmm. it just sounds so satisfying. When, oh, like, very. Like much the intro so. of like schism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the intro like chords, like it just sounds so satisfying. Like when they're all playing together, cause it just sounds so smooth. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So you also released a book lately, right? I did. Like, like a, what was it, a couple months ago or something? Yeah, yeah, a couple months ago. I, what was I, that about? Well, uh... I, I saw, like, the yeah, like the general topics of what's uh-huh. in the book. Yeah. I think you put that out, like, like with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, I saw, like, a post or something like that where you were kind of talking about, like, what you put in the book. Right. But, um, how about explaining it for, for yourself? What What is your <laughs> book about? Okay. Also, what made you write the book? Uh, well, the the book is kind of like long time coming for me. It's just because like, I, I have a lot of opinions, if you haven't noticed. And uh, I, I know you know, know me you personally, and I have lots of opinions mm-hmm. on things. But I also kind of want to pass along, like, uh, just like my experiences, like, in a, in a book to somebody that might, like, benefit from it later on so for for me i wrote like the handbook for men it's very generic kind of a name nothing really special about that but that it's exactly what it is inside the book so it's 
I'm sharing experiences that I had like as a young man or even just kind of like coming up to being like who I am today, like, you know, father, husband, you know, like professional musician, you know, like I, you know, I hold down a career as well, homeowner, like I got like all these things going for me that like, you know, it's, I, I owe it to the fact that I had someone in my ear all the time saying like, you're screwing up, Sean. I don't know if you're allowed to curse on this podcast, but like you're screwing but up, you, Sean. You, you, can, you can curse. You can curse. It's all, <laughs> well, all good. I, I know. If I probably already let some stuff slip at this point, but like <laughs> the thing is, I'm trying to refrain myself from being like too much of like the whiskey capitalist and like this. No, <laughs> this it's show. all good. It's all. But good. like, okay, so um, either way, like I, I always had like my dad kind of like in like my ear the whole time. Always telling me like you're screwing up, Sean. You got to do this differently. You, you're doing this wrong, and like let me tell you why. And I never really wanted to listen. Because, like, I was a stubborn kid, you know, so, like, therefore, I'm going to make my own, like, uh, screw-ups, and I'm just going to keep on, like, doing my own thing, and then, like, I don't know, when I hit, like, I don't know, 25 or 28 or something like that, I was like, man, my dad was right about everything, everything that I screwed up in life. He called it and he told me in advance, you're going to fuck this up. So like, don't do that. Like, you know, go and get, like, do this differently or something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of wish I had listened, you know, at that point. So like, therefore, like I, I wrote this book and it's just kind of sharing my experiences with like, um, you know, just, uh, let's see, like, uh, I, I go through like, you know, my experiences, like when I worked at a church. You know, so like my experiences with church, God, uh, you know, like my like having a relationship with, with that as well. Like, you know, being able to have like some type of like religious beliefs, but then also like understanding that church is not the same thing as that. Like, you know, like the separations. That's why it's like two different chapters for that whole mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I go over tattoos. Uh, tra- a lot of yeah, I have a lot of tattoos and whatnot, and I go over my my personal opinions about the whole idea of it anymore and some of that because I mean, like my opinions have changed from the time when I was like eighteen, nineteen, like I gotta like get covered in tattoos to like where now it's like yeah, I'm I'm an adult, I'm a I'm a parent and stuff like that. Like my opinions have kind of changed on these things, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I I wear these things still as a badge of pride. Where the fact it's like hey, yeah, this is where I came from, this is what I did, this is like you know like you know who I who I am essentially still you know and some of that so i don't know tattoos play a big part into that uh i'd go into like you know dating relationships marriage uh fatherhood uh you know uh uh, having like male emotions which is almost like a weird thing even to kind of like bring up because sometimes dudes are just weird you know they want to just like bottle the whole thing up and stuff like that it's like it's okay to have emotions and whatnot but like you know, there's also times to like express it and when not to and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm trying to pass along these uh, experiences that I had in my life that I hope that my kids will get from just like, you know, uh, just uh, me like, talking to them, being around them, hoping that like, you know, they learn from my own mistakes and whatnot as well. Um, you know, not learning where to, when to stand your ground, when not to take someone's bullshit. And of course, like acceptance, They're just kind of like, Hey, I it just almost like the whole idea of just kind of like a let go, let God type thing where it's like, you know, like you want to just kind of like, um, let, let go of the things you can't control. You know, it's like, hey, this is out of my hands. Why the hell am I stressing about this? You mm-hmm. know, so I tried to convey all that in very brief chapters, you know, and I think I, I accomplished the goal from the people who've read the book and stuff like that. They're like, hey, yeah, I totally get where you're going from, uh, coming from with this and everything. So I don't know, to me, like it, it, it was just kind of like something I felt like I needed to do. 
So I, I did it, and like it's actually like, other people have enjoyed my writing when I do like articles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I do I write articles for uh, tdpn.locals.com, which is like a, a podcast network, and uh, I just do like opinion pieces. But like sometimes I talk about something that's either a current event or something that might be like on my mind, which might be like plaguing other people's minds as well. So therefore, like if it connects with you, cool, read the article, maybe like leave a comment or something, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like some people have like really like said like oh well you have like a touch for being able to uh you know write like and convey like you know thoughts and emotion that way so i'm like okay well you know i'll give it a stab at like trying to write a book or whatever like that wasn't anything that crazy long like 80 some odd pages or something like that but still it's like you know it's short it's brief maybe like 19 chapters or something like that and again it's it's short little chapters to kind of like help you uh, just, you know, I learn, read a little something each night, you know, and, uh, I do share some personal stories in there of like different dating experiences to kind of like help people, uh, recognize red flags <laughs> much earlier on than like what I would have, like when I was going through that experience. So like just now knowing that, like, I, I hope that like that, that's probably one of like the, the, the key things that people would take away from it as well. Just cause I know like, you know, young people today with like the dating, it, dating's totally different than what it was when I was like a kid, you know, you have all like the apps and like you have all the swiping and things mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I, for me, it was like, do you have the balls to go and talk to her over at the bar? Yeah, like, you know, can you go and do that? Can you go and like keep her attention for the next ten minutes and then maybe get a number? You know, that was that was basically what you had to do when I was dating. So like, it's a very different aspect today. But like, so recognizing the red flags is still important. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of um, writing the book helped me kind of like you know find this new medium of like uh, expressing myself. Where now I'm, I'm writing a, a, a new one where it's going to be about like my experiences like you know growing up learning music uh getting lessons uh first gigs first you know like ever, all that type of stuff like going through like the career first like real big break you know like teaching the whole the all the aspects that go along with like you know being a musician necessarily mm-hmm. you know so like it's one of those types of things where i'm i'm still working the whole thing out but i'm in the the writing process now with okay. that one is there going to be a, a name for that one, or is that still kind of like up in the? I air mean, right the now? working title is like, like, so you want to be a musician, like, like that. But like, I, I, I don't know. Like at this point, I think like that might that might work because I'm not trying to deter people from being a musician or anything like that. But I'm going to be very realistic about mm-hmm. like what it what it really is compared yeah. to like what they think it's going to be when they go into it. Because as as kids, I want to say as children, we're very naive, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, versus like, like the hustle that like really exists being a professional musician. Um, I was full-time professional musician for maybe like seven some odd years before like, uh, COVID came and just like decimated everything, mm-hmm. you know? And then like it, it, since then it's always been like building back up, you know, it's always kind of like one of those types of things where like, you know, I had tours, lined up for like eight some odd months and then like it all just goes away like that that fast and that's uh how fickle and fragile that entire industry is mm-hmm. so yeah not something you want to like you, you if you want to go into it go into it being fully aware how mm-hmm. fragile it is as yeah. well and um so that's gonna be a second book is it gonna be do you think it's gonna be longer than the first book yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, like, like, like the I'm maybe like three some odd chapters into it, 
And like, yeah, it's already like uh, 20 some odd pages. So, I mean, like, it's definitely, uh, I, I, I can't help but like kind of write like an article format. So therefore it's like, you know, three pages kind of feels like I conveyed like that point in that chapter to me, but sometimes it might take like five pages. And I feel like lately it's, it's been like more longer for this one, just to kind of convey some of like the experiences I had, especially like I was just going over, like i just wrote one about like, uh, I did one for learning piano and then, uh, learning guitar, uh, yeah, being brought up because like, you know, like my parents were very adamant about me like uh not learning guitar at first even though they are not musical at all like they're like well you should learn piano because i mean like we we have access to a piano we don't want to buy a guitar so Mm -hmm. it's one of those things like well we it's cheaper for us just to get you lessons and we already have the instrument here here go and do that so that was kind of like what we what we went with at first and honestly it was the right choice because i you know learned theory learned uh, a lot more about like you know music uh, composition than I would have if I just went with guitar first, mm-hmm. you know. And I noticed that right away with even the garage band stuff I was talking about earlier. It's like I'm like 13, 14 years old going and like playing with other guys in the, the garage, and they don't know any like they don't they don't know chords, they don't know any of the notes on the neck. That they're just kind of like fumbling their way through things until they find something that sounds good for me. I'm like, well, you're doing it wrong. Like, no, it should be this or, or doing that. So like here I am like 13, 14 years old teaching other like 15, 16 year olds. Cause I was always like the, the young one in the group, like uh, teaching them like, Oh, this is what you should be doing. You should be playing like this or hold it like that or whatever. So I'm teaching them at that point, even like what they should be doing. So I don't know. I, I think like playing pianos uh, got me ahead of the game when it came to that. Okay. So, with with your current book, where, where are people able to like kind of find that book? Uh, it's uh, well, it's on uh, Apple. Uh, it's like the the Apple Books app or whatever like that. So you can get it there. Uh, you can also buy it directly from me, which is a uh, SeanCav.Gumroad.com. You can go over there and uh, it's available. I mean, all of my links are uh, available at uh, solo.to slash I'm SeanCav. Like I am S H A W N C A V, so um, like that's where all my socials, that's where like links to the book is, that's where uh, links to like the podcasts and stuff like that that I'm on, everything like that. So like that, that's where you can find everything. You're still doing those uh, the podcasts? Remember this one? Uh, was it was it Morning Beers? Is that, oh, that, morning is that still thing? No, it's not a I, thing I mean, anymore. That was like the first one, right? That, that was fun. Like that was just like a, a fun time, and like uh, it was me and my buddy Steve. And we would get together and it was just like a couple, a couple of like, uh, just like cranky old men just getting together and like having a couple of beers, like in like a morning or a late, like an early afternoon and, uh, just complaining about something. <laughs> it was typically, we tried to always keep it like kind of like music related for the most part, but like, um, it was always one of those things where, um, you know, Steve had a lot going on and uh, trying to schedule the stuff was like, kind of like difficult at times so we just kind of like eh, we phased it out we're like hey we did a few episodes of it it was kind of fun at first but like now we're just like we're, we're moving on to other stuff or whatever so like i i went on to like when uh covid hit i thought like hey you know what i'll get back into podcasting because i think my first podcast that i was doing was uh called like mike hop tours which or uh, it was we called it like mike hop cast because we did mike hop tours which was like the the video 
the the videos that we created where we would travel at different areas, go into like different like open mics and stuff like that, and like uh, cover that stuff and talk to the host. We would go and play typically and just create like these like half hour long like videos of our trip. So it was kind of like almost like vlog like style type okay. stuff before like vlog things were really a, a thing. I think um, so. We were doing that, and then like the simultaneous like sister company was like the the Mike Hop Cast, which was like the podcast where every week we had a different guest, mm-hmm. and like we would always like uploaded that way and stuff like that and th- that was fun as well for a while and then after that was morning beers which was just like a goofy thing to kind of do for the hell of it uh and then i was doing sipping with sean for a while uh, I, remember, during, I remember when you started doing that yeah one too. I, yeah i started doing sipping with sean and that kind of like just like sparked it for me where i was figuring out like how i could do a show like on my own and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like it felt better to kind of do it that way and i, I kind of like found like my niche with it was like the pop culture and like politics talk and stuff like that so i was more or less focused on that i what i still would bring up like current like things I had going on musically, you know, but like there was always a lot more to talk about. If you followed like just like current events, if you just follow like things that are going like that, there's, you're never going to run out of topics. There's always things to talk about. So, uh, or, and everyone's got an opinion too, which is, you know, like that's key for like having a podcast. Opinions are great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to have plenty of that. Um, but I was doing that for a while. I kind of like lost my, my steam on doing that. Uh, just, solo uh later on i ended up linking up with this guy out in california like ian where uh he wanted to have me on his uh podcast do like an interview over there he talked to me about like my my stuff whatever that i reciprocated and had him on uh my like patreon thing where i was doing at the time which was sitting with sean over there and then we're like, hey, like, we can just, like, shoot the shit for, like, hours. Like, it was super simple for us to just kind of go back and forth. So we decided to kind of, like, you know, link up and, like, we're going to do a, a podcast show together. And, uh, you know, we got all the logistics, like, the logos, the branding, all that stuff figured out. And then we started recording live streams. And, yeah, the first ones were not the smoothest to begin with just because we're feeling each other out. But now, like, we're... Uh, maybe like 120 episodes in at this point. Oh, wow. Like We've been doing it for like o- over a year. We do two a week, Monday and Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we, we're on Rumble and on like, I don't know if you call it like, like X now or Twitter, X, like whatever. Like, Every, everything I've been seeing from that, <laughs> like everybody still calls it Twitter. But yeah. like I have like, a, I think I like accidentally signed up for like updates or something from it. So I'll get like okay. emails and it says... Like X, X and like abbreviations, formerly Twitter. Yeah. Thank you for complicating everything, Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's so silly. Like, he's just obsessed with the letter X. So, like, everything he can do, he adds the letter X to it. Well, his his kid's name is like a Wi-Fi password. Yeah. His, oh, what's his... It's like X19 something, like yeah, Y. Like, I don't know. I, I forget exactly what the, the name I is. I think but, he yeah. says his name, his, if you, the way it's supposed to be said is like Kyle. Okay. It's like, it's like that is that's not how you spell Kyle at all. And the five language. is silent. <laughs> yeah, it's like was it's like it's like X and then uh it's like like the Elven letters where it's like E A like like connected yeah. to each other and it's like like A nineteen E or something like that and he's like sure I, that spells Kyle yeah I can see that and he's like I put, you can't yeah I remember like, <laughs> I remember him talking about why he named his kid that and like each like letter is supposed to be like a different meaning and I'm like 
okay, but just give him a normal name. <laughs> like, don't... Who puts a number in the kid's name? Like, A-19? <laughs> he was like that. That's because it's like my favorite jet. I'm like, yeah. Don't don't name your kid that. <laughs> Makes total sense. <laughs> it's like you know. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like naming your kid after a breakfast cereal or something yeah. like that. <laughs> like like once that kid's old enough to like realize that his name is different, I think that kid's gonna have a hard time. Uh, I'm sure the kid already realizes his name is different. Like, why like, am I using numbers, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> All my other friends have letters. Like, like, I can't even imagine what it would be like if he's going... He's probably not going to go to, like, a normal school because it's Elon Musk's kid. Right. But, like, I can't imagine, like, the teacher's, like, calling out his name, like, for attendance and they mm-hmm. just come across that name, like, uh, X... X E A A nineteen E. Are, yeah, are you like, here? <laughs> no, it's Kyle. <laughs> it would be like that, um... Like, uh, who were those guys? Was it Key and Peel? Mm-hmm. They did, like, something like that, or, like, a. It was, like, a teacher calling out names. Oh, like, Aaron. Yeah, it's like. It's, uh, D-Nice. Yeah, D-Nice. It's, like, all those names. It's, like, it's going to be like that. It's like, no, it's Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's not. Timothy. Timothy. Is there a Timothy here? Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, was, yeah. That was a great one. I mean, Key and yeah. Peel had some great skits like that. But, yeah, like uh, like I said, like uh, it's available on X slash Twitter uh, and also uh, Rumble, which we, we decided to go with that part. We were on YouTube for a long time, but, like, you know, it slowly uh, – and I noticed it when I was doing uh, the Sippin' with Sean podcast before, too, where, um, you know, if you had any kind of a spicy opinion about anything like that, YouTube would, like, flag you. And then oh, yeah. like, they would they would like give you a strike, a warn. They would like suspend you, whatever it was. And it was just like for having an opinion, like that, that's all it was. Yeah. And like it's it's not that you were like going against like, uh, you know, you weren't saying anything like hateful or nothing like that. It was always just kind of like, hey, I don't really agree with this, or like my opinion's different than that, you know. And then therefore, it just like nope. You, you you get a strike, you get a warning yeah. or whatever it was, and we were we were doing that for a minute, but then like when uh, we started getting like you know suspensions over dumb stuff, like really dumb things, uh, like for example, I, I did a uh, sipping with Sean episode, which like I still do sipping with Sean now, like it's but it's back on uh, the TDPN network, so like I do the Whiskey Capitalist show, and then I do like sipping with Sean live streams as well, and I, I used to do this one, it was like Friday night fights. And uh, I would do like a Sippin' with Sean episode, which was like Friday Night Fights, and it was all just like fight videos that I found on like on like uh, Twitter or, or like, like street fight videos or like, yeah like... yeah just like what, what like or high school vi- like like the like the world star hip hop st- type stuff. I would just like find these like videos, and I was like, so it's like Friday Night Fights, and then like uh, we would go, I would go through that, and uh, yeah, literally halfway through the live stream, I was already getting emails from YouTube saying like, no, this isn't gonna fly, and the the thing is, like, those videos were from YouTube. That's so stupid. I, can't, I shit you not, these videos were found on YouTube, and I was like, wait a second, I'm getting suspended from videos that are on your platform, and you're going to say that I'm the problem? It's, it's because it's because you're showing them. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, they, they, they can just they can just deny. It. They can just say like we're, we're we're not finding that. You're on you're on a no. What it is? Some, I compiled it into. A, I put it into one show. I put I took them from all the corners of the internet and I put them all in one show. And then that that's why they they got upset. I'm sure of it. So at this point, we went to Rumble where they allow for like, you own your own content over mm-hmm. there, and they, you can make your own choices. Like for example, anything that comes near touching the whole Russell Brand thing. Right 
right now. Like, if you even, like, say anything like that, like, whether you are for or against I'm it. I'm not even updated about okay, what is like, going like, on. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm, I won't even get into it because I don't want to put your podcast at risk. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I think it'll be fine. He, he's, uh, he's got sexual uh, assault allegations, I guess, from, like, four different women, but it's all things from, like, you know, 10 something years ago where it's it was like you know during his very promiscuous drugged up and like uh he was drunk all the time like like that era of russell brand and when i post uh katy perry divorce that that whole thing so um he acknowledged to how like you know much of a, a whore he was you know and whatnot and but like he also said that everything was consensual, all that type of stuff. And like, whether you're for or against the, the like supporting him or you think that he absolutely did it, you know, it's all about like, is it victim blaming or is it just believe no matter what type deal, whatever way you kind of fall with that thing. You right now, YouTube is uh, like basically blanketing the whole thing, saying like we're demonetizing anybody who talks about it. So like whether you're for or against it, you you are demonetized if you have an opinion that's on that. That's ridiculous how they can well, do that to people. They, welcome to 1984, buddy. Like, this is the world that we live in now. And, like, you know, I I, I don't mean to go down any kind of rabbit holes with you, but, like, that, that's kind of, like, what I end up doing when it comes to, like, you know, like, my own shows and stuff like that. But I mean, you can uh, go down as much rabbit holes as you I, want. I know. I don't want to, like, I don't want to eat up all your time. Just like, oh, well, allow me to just go right down. And I'll, I mean, I'll, no, it's, it's fine. I love talking about all this random stuff. It's fun. <laughs> well, that, that's that's what it is, man. But, I mean, like... Uh, maybe maybe for your show we'll, we'll stay focused on like the music thing. <laughs> I mean, like on my show, like it doesn't necessarily need to be about music. I just uh-huh. having like people who are involved with music on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, like, I mean, like, like yeah. musicians talking about whatever. Like we've like the last episode, people were talking about like stories from peeing on each other. Well, okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, so, like it's, it's open for anything. Sure. I, well, if, if you're going to open that window, then I guess we can <laughs> go down those roads. But um, yeah, no, I, I man, like there, there's just so much to kind of like, you know, go into when it comes to like just like current events and stuff like that. I, so I don't know if uh, you ever branched down, you did like more types of things. I, I, I love the fact that you're doing a podcast, too, by the way, because the fact that like, you know, like for me, I found that as a great medium as something to kind of like put yourself out there and get your name mm-hmm. out there. And then also advertise what you're doing like advertise your gigs and stuff like that which is exactly what i end up doing as well where like if i'm going to go for like a weekend run of gigs with like lisa bodner or i'm doing like elvis tribute shows and stuff like that somewhere i'm advertising it on the podcast as well because you know like we'll get anywhere of like anywhere from like uh, 500 to like 1500 views like like within 24 hours so like if there's anybody that's like near the area or maybe they're from that 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 area which like the show is going to be like happening maybe they can tune in or maybe they're just going to like catch me like on like x or twitter or something like that like if i do like a live stream from there so that's a way for them to kind of like you know tune in and like you're still you're building your brand and that's something that i've always kind of like been adamant too for like even for like young people and stuff like that just like trying to come up in like the music industry Branding, 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 branding. Like always kind of like advertise your stuff, what you got going on. Have something that's like unique about you, what you're doing. And you just uh, stay consistent. Be consistent with everything that you're putting out there. And uh, like just just be yourself, you know. Like there's going to be people out there who like will say garbage about you or like talk crap. It's either out of like jealousy or it's just because like they're – 
they're not doing enough with themselves or like they're just being lazy themselves. You know, like mm-hmm. the thing is like, you know, like being a musician is, is it's a hustle. You got to be like working from all different angles. So whether it's like it's gigging, teaching, recording, podcasting, you know, uh, just, you know, buying and selling gear and things like that. Just like there's all these different elements that go along with it. And you, you can also have other things that you're doing where you can like like this with the podcast where you're advertising like your gigs and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's cross promotion as well. So and then like when you're at your gigs, you can also have like, you know, if you want to have a sign or something like that for like Bibbs Music Room or something like that. So you can like let people know like, hey, I have a podcast that's on like Spotify or whatever like that. So you can uh, still can, uh, get this, the, the word out there. Mm-hmm. The, the original reason that I started this podcast but the main reason is just because I wanted to, mm-hmm. and like I, a lot of people just forget how easy it is to just do something nowadays because there's so, like so much access to like everything. Right. And I was just like, like I like listening to podcasts, and I was like, you know what, I want to try it. And I just looked up like how to start a podcast, and I just like followed like a few th- like tips, and I started, mm-hmm. and I just started it. And people are like, oh, you're so lucky you started a podcast. I'm like, it's the easiest thing ever. Yeah. It, like it, just the- got a microphone, <laughs> plug it into like a computer, and just you, you talk. Yeah, that, that's literally how simple it can be. Yeah, and people think that it's like, oh my god, how do you find the time to do this? Like, I don't know, you talk all the fucking time. Just like, <laughs> yeah. re- put, set up a mic and hit record. Like, like now, now all of a sudden your opinions are content. Everything is content today, yeah. you know. And uh, I don't know how I really feel about that either, because like you do need to draw the line at some point mm-hmm. where like you need to have like your private life, and then you also need to have like your whole like persona of like, you know, like just doing yeah. like, the podcast and when like be yourself, be genuine to who you are, but draw a line as to like what you're willing to like expose and what you're not, yeah. you know? And like one thing I, I try not to ever like, you know, put my kids like on camera anymore. It's just one of those things. Like, I mean, like, yes, I have photos of my kids on like Facebook and stuff, but fa- like my Facebook friends are basically like people I know in like real life mm-hmm. and like, are like friends or family. You know, yeah. So, like, yeah, taking pictures of my kids and having them up there, like, I, that's fine, whatever. But, like, when I'm doing live streams and something like that, no. Like, you don't I, want I, your kids I, to be, like, out to, like, all these random people just to be, like... No, absolutely you know, not. Like, yeah. yeah, like, so, like, it's one of the things, like, no, there, there, there's a line drawn. And, and like, yeah. even, like, with, like, some of, like, my more personal things, like, with, like, my wife and stuff like that, like, I, I, we, we keep certain things, like, you know, played close to our chest because we don't want to just, like, put it out there for everybody's, like, business mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, like, drawing that line is important as well. Like, so, because, like, just because, like, you can turn on a microphone doesn't make it, like, you know, it makes it content... But is it good content? Like, yeah. is it something that's going to like you know intrigue people to listen, or is it just like you're just like spouting off about something? Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. And there's a. Uh, I don't mean to call him out. I'm not going to say a name. Oh but, boy! But um, spill the tea. Uh, one of my like, this this one guy I went to high school without. I'm like kind of friends with them. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to just. I want to. Why not? Like, actually call him out, because I just don't want to talk bad about, like, a person, but I'll talk bad about what he's doing. Okay. Because then it just, like, doesn't really matter. Does he listen so, to the podcast? Probably not. Okay. But, um... <laughs> so you could say his name, you won't know. I know, but, like, then it might <laughs> get connected with, like, other people. But, I know, um, I'm just I'm just poking <laughs> the bear. Go ahead. It's just, it's really funny. Like, he, he has his own podcast, and, um... He records his audio with, like, um... The old, like... Um, Apple headphones that have like the wires and like yeah. the, like like microphone on the like wire. Mm-hmm. He records it on there, 
and it's just like 20 minutes 30 minutes of him singing like Garth Brooks songs like badly oh and he's like doing it like consistently and it's like not even just like Garth it's like any country okay and it's like he's not getting any better and it's just it's so funny he, he like promotes it like it's like doing really good uh-huh. and like people are just like making fun of him so much and it's just it's just so, rough so like there, there's comments like that are like making fun of him like they're, they're digging into him like in the comment section of like his videos and whatever yeah, they're, they're like like why are you why, okay like why are you doing this but so like he reads these comments i imagine probably right? probably i mean like yeah I, I imagine unless like you're getting thousands of comments like yeah you're yeah. probably reading them uh, and and he he's still like just kind of like he does it like every week delusions of grandeur just like like look, listen to how amazing these guys are just haters yeah <laughs> it's really funny though not gonna say his name because I don't want to strip call him out if he doesn't know who I am and I'm talking about him well I'll definitely I'll look into uh, uh, Garth Brooks uh, Garth Brooks covers on uh, on YouTube I'll see if I can find it's, it. it's so funny he he literally just like he's like in his room he sets up his computer. It's like the computer, like camera facing him. So it's like bad quality video, nice bad quality audio, singing like country songs badly. And it's like not even like along to the country song. It's like just his him singing, and he's yeah. like listening to the song in his in his like headphones. It's nice. like like just the vocals. It's hilarious. It's so oh, so it's just the vocals, not even like a backing track. No, no backing track. It's just him singing the song that he's listening to in his headphones, and you can't hear it. Wow, it, it's really funny though. Like, I mean, like, like, it, it I don't, sounds I don't think, entertaining. <laughs> I don't think he's doing it to be funny, but it's, like, really funny. I mean, like, but, like, wouldn't that be, like, the greatest troll ever if, like, you did that on purpose to, like, because you know how bad it is, like, just, or, like, how how crummy, like, the video is, like, like just to, to put it out there like that as comedy. Like, if, if you did it, like, knowing that it's meant as comedy, yeah. like, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be an amazing idea. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I know him, and I, and he's been doing it since like high school. Mm-hmm. And then like when he got out of high school, he was like, "I'm gonna start picking it up and do it a lot more now." Yeah. And then it's, he, like he's always said like, "This is like the, I'm I'm getting better at singing." I'm like, <laughs> not really. Yeah. But Incre- um, incrementally though, incrementally, <laughs> maybe your voice doesn't crack as much. That's that's the only improvement, but that's that's not you're getting better. That's because you're done with puberty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. But um, yeah, I, I'm actually meaning to get into, into comedy. I want to try a few like uh, like stand up, like yeah? things. Yeah, I've been I've been slowly putting together a, a set. Okay. So, you want you want to try something out? Yeah, I want to. I want to try something out really badly because I just I love comedy. Well, I'm not stopping. And you. Like, um, let, let me hear something. <laughs> No, no, I, I'm still, I still gotta figure it out. I still gotta like, like, really figure out how I'm gonna like go over. Like, I have like general like topics and stuff, but okay. like I still have to like figure out like how I'm gonna like go about it. But yeah, I've been, th- I've been thinking about it. Like, like listening to a lot of other like comedians like doing things live and seeing like how how they like word things, how they like mm-hmm. kind of like how the flow from one thing to another thing, how they like kind of make it work. Yeah. I'm trying to like figure that out for myself. Like I'm not going to take it seriously because like I'm in no way going to be a comedian. I just want to go out a few times and just see if I could do it. Just because it's like I want to just try it. Okay. But um, there's this this one comedian who is based out of Philly. Um, I can't remember his name right now. He's like kind of starting to make a name for himself. Like 
he's doing like small tours now, like around like the East Coast. Okay. Like he's he's like big enough where like he's able to like tour around like PA, New York, New Jersey. I think he went down to like like Washington DC. I think that's like the farthest he's gone. And like he has fans coming to his shows. It might not be like a lot, it might be like five, ten fans, but like yeah. overall like having fans like yeah, in, yeah, in that whole area it's stuff, like yeah. it's like still nice. But like he's starting to get like a bit of a following. I told him like uh that I'm trying to get into it and I was like, Do you have any tips? Because, like he's still pretty new but like it's gonna be easier to get in touch with him than like Bill Burr or something like that. Like, oh, of a, course, like a famous yeah. person. And I was like, so how are you, like, going about doing this? And he's like, you just got to get out there and try it. And I'm like, okay. I'm, like, slowly putting stuff together. And I'm like, if you need to look really, really good on stage, I could open for you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'll think about it. <laughs> you would let him open for you? I, I think it would be no, smart. No, I, I, I would open for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, like, that would be a, a smarter move for you to open for him. I was like, yeah, damn. Like, this guy's willing to open for you? <laughs> what did you do to get his attention? <laughs> That that'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good. You want to open from me for my first my first comedy set. <laughs> That's one way of getting their attention. Uh, that that'd be funny. But that'd be like, let me put him down a little bit. It's mm-hmm. so like if you go to like a band that's like making a name for themselves, and you ask them like, "Hey, you want to want to open for us?" It's like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's like kind of like putting him down a little bit. Well, I mean, like, uh, you got to start somewhere with that stuff, you know, when it comes to, like, gigging and everything. Like, 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 sometimes it's just, like, opening for another band that has a following. Like, that, like, you got to play in front of people. Yeah. Like, if no one's going to come out to your gig, like, you got to, like, find places that have either built-in audiences or, or bands that have followings. Yeah. That's that's kind of, like, where you have to start with that. Now, there's something that's really tough now is that um, there's a lot of bands that have fake followings. Like, oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. Like, like I've um. No, if you want water, we got water right there. Oh, cool, thank but, you. Um, yeah. yeah, like there's there's been a, I'm not gonna name any of them. There's been a few bands that I've played with where like on Spotify it's like, mm-hmm. oh, all their songs have like multiple millions of streams, but then their monthly listeners it's like twenty. I'm like that math doesn't add up, mm-hmm. and like they probably just like paid for streams or something like that right. to like seem like they have a bigger audience so people try to listen to them. Yeah, it's the whole Fiverr trick thing. Yeah. You, know? like you get, like, uh, you know, like go on Fiverr and you can find, like, somebody who will give you, like, a thousand listens for, like, you know, five bucks. Yeah, like, a lot of things like that. And, like, we'll we'll play with them. And we're like, oh, maybe they'll bring, like, a like a decent crowd. And it's like, they brought nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, we brought more of a crowd than they do. And, they like, every one of their songs has, like, over a million listens. I'm like, this makes no sense. Right. So that, that's, like, a little tough now. It's like, a lot of the other bands are having, like, fake following. So it's mm-hmm. it's very annoying. Yeah, that that is deceiving. And that, that's the part that kind of sucks with, like, the fact that, like, everything's so digital today. Yeah. Where, like, you, you can kind of, like, fake a following like that. And it's, it's, it is disingenuous. Like, it's, it's a problem... Uh, you see it with, like, social media accounts, the whole bit, where, like, you know, somebody's got, like, 10,000 followers, but, like, only follows maybe, like, 100 people, but, like, you've never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and 10,000's, like, nothing anymore. I should make it, like, 100,000, you know, like, mm-hmm. that whole bit, because, like, that's essentially what we're dealing with today, you know, like, and that's how, like, people are like, oh, you're an influencer, you're this, you're that, and, like, just, like, with bands, like, oh, you must be, like, you know, like, selling out theaters and stuff like that, and I think there was a band that did that they they booked a whole European tour, and they they just kind of like they um, 
they made it seem like they could like sell out theaters and like they booked these things for like $10,000 performance. And then like they sold like 12 tickets, you know, it's like one of those types of things where, we're, yeah, we're living in that kind of a, a world today. So it's, yeah. it's very like um, deceiving to kind of like know like what something's going to be. But like, I don't know, I've, I've played with bands that I never even heard of before and, like, just kind of, like, filled in, like, going to play with them, whatever like that, and they had huge followings I had never even yeah. known about. I had no idea. And, like, I was like, whoa, that was cool, you know? And, like, uh, you hope they're like, oh, maybe they'll call me again like, like, to go play with them again or whatever like that. But it's, like, it's a one-off, like, hired gun type thing, which is a lot of what I've typically done. Um, you know, I, I haven't had... The, the most luck with uh, being, like, a regular musician in, like, a band that kind of, like, went off and, like, you know, made huge waves or nothing like that. Yeah, I've played in a few bands that have gone and done tours and stuff like that. Sure, like, that's fine. But, like, you know, touring can be all kinds of different levels of it, from, like, riding in a van with a bunch of smelly dudes to, like, getting, like, you know, uh, your first-class ticket, like, flying across country to, like, you know, different, like, staying, like, you get your own hotel room room and stuff like that you get like a rest day and all that type of yeah. stuff so like i i've i've been in both of those scenarios and uh it's it's always interesting to kind of see like where like you know the money is and where things kind of like like fall and stuff like that so it's like uh the, the most successful thing i've been in was um this like pop rock band which was like for like a young pop singer and stuff like that and um for that one it was just kind of like it kind of fell into my lap where literally, uh, like, I got hired to play for this like showcase. I always refer to it as like a Disney showcase because it was for these young girls who were uh, Disney actors. Like they were all I called them Disney princesses, basically. But like they were all like these young girls that were like acting in like you know either sitcoms or like commercials, all on like Disney and stuff like that. And uh, they were doing different songs. So I had to learn. I had to chart out and memorize maybe like twenty some odd tunes. For, and they're all like pop tunes from different movies or just like you know pop singers and this and that. Mm. And then like the the lady who organized the event. Uh, you know, recognized like me and like I think a couple other people that were in the band as like, oh, oh these ones are the talented ones. Like they they learned all the material within like you know like less than a week's notice, and you know they, they performed flawlessly on like the show. So therefore, like, let's put them uh, in this other scenario, which was like they were building a band for this like young girl that was like for her her like, pop rock career and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and she had a deal with like Broadway Records and stuff like that, and then. Uh, we did a bunch of stuff in like New York and then like we were uh, traveling out to like Utah and Colorado a lot for um, uh, doing performances out that way, which was it was fun. It was something different. It was cool. Like and it was like for me, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a neat little adventure, if anything like that. Um, you know, the money was great. But like, you know, was it music that I was like inspired by or like into no it was just pop rock stuff so it's like four chords and they're just kind of like following the changes kind of like riding the root notes you know for the most part i would play yeah. throw a few fills in but it wasn't anything like special it just kind of like it was a good gig i did get to meet some really great players from doing that because they had money to spend and they would bring in like just like these top of the line players two of which i talked to earlier about 
which were uh, they, they tore the world with uh, Carol G now, like Sus uh, mm. Vasquez and uh, Juliana Moreo. Um, both of them, uh, like they're like the uh, drums and guitar, like uh, fantastic players, like, like unbelievably how good they are. Um, you know, and then I also played with uh, played and recorded with some of the guys from like the Billy Joel band with like, doing that. Uh, that band because like when they wanted to go record they recorded over at uh, Dave Rosenthal's studio and whatnot so I got to meet him hang out have dinner have a couple of drinks and then like uh, the guitar player that did like all the Shea Stadium uh, performances with Billy Joel like he was the session player for that recording Mm -hmm. session so I got to like hang out with him and me and him hit it off really well like we still stay in contact you know because like we just like had such a, a good connection from like playing together and just like shooting the shit but uh, yeah, and then like you know, I, doing that like you're eventually going to either age out of like those types of um, those types of like band scenarios, or you're going to just go your separate ways because eventually they they always kind of reinvent. They tend to do that a lot when it comes to, like pop artists. They reinvent the image. They do this differently. They do that. So like I knew my time was very limited in mm-hmm. that group, but I just kind of wrote it out for whatever it was. And I was like, okay, Hey, you know, it, it worked out well for what it was. And then like when I was out, I was out. And then, you know, since then I've been playing with, uh, Lisa Bodner in uh, her band, uh, just doing like, uh, it's all original, like Americana, some like, uh, indie rock kind of vibes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, uh, it's, it's fun music and whatnot. And she's been doing these like, uh, tours through different like Pennsylvania counties and whatnot. So we're not doing any like crazy far touring, but like, you know, still like maybe like four or five hours out. And then like, you know, we'll do a couple of shows like for like a weekend and then like, you know, drive back or whatever. So it's, it's a nice little like weekend, uh, ret- retreat almost to go and like do some shows doing that. And like, you know, like she takes care of us well, like, you know, the money's decent, like the hotels and everything like that. So like, it's comfortable, you know, like to, mm-hmm. to do that type of thing. So, um, that's fun. I enjoy doing that. Uh, yeah. And that's what I've been doing recently. Like that's like the, the, the band I, I, I am a full fledged member of that group, but, uh, you know, like I said before, I was doing like the Elvis tributes. Uh, mm. I get calls for different types of tribute acts that I'll just go and fill in for here and there. But man, the Elvis ones are fun. Like they're, they're a blast. I, I always look forward to those. I was just messaging the, the guitar player who gives me the gigs and stuff like that. It's like, as it sounded like the Tyrone Bigham's like gif. Like, you got any more of them tribute shows? Can I, can I get one of them? <laughs> and so, um, Real quick before we wrap this up. Oh yeah, are we? Oh yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. So before we wrap this up, so you kind of explained like a lot of stuff that you're doing. Is there anything else that you haven't talked about yet that you have going on? Anything coming up or anything else that you're working on right now? Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Is there anything else that I'm working on? Uh. Well, actually, one thing with the the Till Death Podcast Network that we we have. Uh, brewing right now is we are doing a spoof award show called the bannies and uh it's basically like you know uh uh we go over like sports media figures commentators uh musicians anything like that where like people uh have been like banned or just kind of like oh. yeah, you know, it's like anything like that have been censored to some degree uh, from like you know just like the the media outlets and whatnot mm-hmm. like you know like so for example um, like let's let's use um, what's a, what's a good one I can I can go with uh, 
like Joe Rogan, for example. Okay. So like everyone loved Joe Rogan all the way up until he decided to take ivermectin uh, during COVID, you know, and then all of a sudden like CNN changed like the color of his face and made him look green. And like they, they made like, the, and all the, the, the late night shows like made fun of him. And now everyone, they, they said that they he was taking a horse tranquilizer, you know, the, the horse dewormer or horse, horse dewormer. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Horse, yeah. And so, dewormer. yeah. So like the most ridiculous, stuff i know i know and then like i love joe but Rogan. you know what's funny is like you know if you want to uh the know the di- the difference between a uh, conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months <laughs> i mean quite frankly it's like you know like they said like oh how could you dare take that and then like six months later like uh the cdc and all that come out so like oh yeah no it's fine <laughs> It's like, yeah, actually, no, it's probably good for you. Like, like, so, like, it's just funny how, like, that, that, that kind of stuff happens. But uh, like, with Joe Rogan, like, now he's such a divisive character where everyone's just, like, so, like, torn whether they should like him or they should hate him. And it's like, well, before everyone dug him, everyone thought he was funny. And when I, it was all just because of, like, that one incident. So, like, that's the type of thing that, like, we, we try to acknowledge in in like the bannies and whatnot. So we have, like, I think like six categories and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a lifetime achievement award and stuff like that. We've contacted the winners already. Cause we had like 10,000 votes that came in for the thing. So we were pretty ecstatic about that. I thought that was pretty cool for like a little tiny, like, you know, podcast network show and stuff like that. We're like, Hey, that's, that's pretty sweet. Get 10,000 views or 10,000 votes. Uh, so yeah, like, uh, we're, we're putting all that together and sometime during, uh, award show season, uh, that's when we're going to probably be releasing a, a pre-recorded video as a live stream though, still. So, uh, it'll, it'll have a lot of good, like comedic, like, uh, commercials in there, some spoofs and things, things like that. And then of course we'll have some people who won some awards, uh, you know, giving speeches and then as well as like some people who were nominees, uh, you know, asking, you know, like, or, uh, uh, I was like stating the, the, the category and whatnot. So like, uh, it'd be pretty fun. I'm excited to, to put all that together, but, uh, yeah, like that. And then like, I got like, you know, a, there's always gigs. There's always stuff I'm doing. I know like this Saturday, I'm going to be over at Pearly Bakers in downtown Easton. And then like, uh, I don't know. I'm always like every week I'm, I'm out somewhere doing something. So, I mean like the best way to kind of figure out where I'm going to be performing is, you know, follow me on like, uh, X slash Twitter. Uh, you know, I got all my socials on solo.to slash I'm Sean Cav. But if you just like want to go over there, it's at I'm Sean Cav. So it's basically the same handle across all those platforms. So just do that. <laughs> yes. Do that. Do that. All right, so you're ready? Am I ready for what? Just like wrap this up. Oh, yeah, no, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. See you, everybody. Stupid.